Welcome to Floor Masters. I'm Anthony Moses, the owner of Simply Intricate Designs, the number one flooring contractor in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. This podcast is about flooring installation, custom showers, kitchen remodels, bathroom models, everything involved from materials to pricing to how-tos and how-not. Get your headphones, get your pen and paper, and let's get it. Hey, 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 everybody. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Floor Masters Podcast. It is Anthony Moses, the owner of Simply Intricate Designs, the number one flooring contractor in Baton Rouge. And I have an amazing guest. I'm going to do this. I'm going to pronounce his name correctly. David Bitkovsky. That's pretty good, man. Boom. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> David is uh is is our guest, our up north guest on uh the failure series. He is from Toronto, Canada, and he is the owner of Empire Tile and Flooring. David, please do us a favor, introduce yourself, tell us about this amazing company you got and what y'all got going on up there. Thank you so much, man. So as you said, I am the owner of Empire Town Flooring. We are from Toronto, fully GTA based. We do all bathroom renovations and, you know, tile installations for flooring. Uh, we do, we try to bring the quality to the household and we do our best to make the customers happy. How long you uh, been in business? Been in business for three years. Three years. How's that going uh, on, on your third year? How's business going for you? Business is booming. That's cool. You do a lot of advertising or like marketing and things like that? Uh, to be honest, no advertising or marketing at all. We have an Instagram profile, a Facebook profile, and that's about it. We don't pay for yellow pages. We don't pay for any kind of uh, online leads, nothing like that. We do have a HomeStars account, but those are natural leads that have been generated through uh, uh, good reviews that have been made. That's a, that's a, that's a blessing. Uh, did you trans transition from like working for somebody else? Or did you just hop into it three years ago? So uh, about five years ago, I worked for a general contractor who taught me what not to do in the contracting world. And right. I felt that I was more than capable of doing it myself. So I transitioned from working for him to working for myself. And before that, I was an automotive technician, licensed and everything. Gotcha. So it's always a similar story. We get tired of working for people that's doing the, the wrong way. We start doing it we start doing more of the right things. <laughs> so David, uh, you're uh, our up north guest and we're going to be talking about failures. I know you do a, uh, a nice bit of shower failures. So we want to get a perspective from the northern region to see if this is like a common problem all over US, Canada, everywhere that's having uh, installs done or if it's specific regions and if there are any similarities. So give us um, some of uh, some stories, some common things you see, what's going on with these shower failures that you're coming across. 90% of the shower failures that I come across seem to be just, the tile work is phenomenal half the time. The, uh, the dry pack is perfectly sloped. Everything is beautiful. But I find the biggest problem uh, in Toronto is that a lot of the tile installers and or contractors are not uh, educated on modern waterproofing technologies. They are using just basic green drywall, dry pack, and they roll on with no uh, seam uh, bands. 
uh, no kind of nothing to seal everything in in the shower. And usually within the first year, I get a call uh, from their customers saying that they have a shower leak and they would like me to investigate the shower leak. And I find the com most common issue is uh, the waterproofing being tied in from the walls to the shower pan. There seems to be nothing there. So it just leaks right through the cracks. So let me ask this. So you're saying it's a lot of shower leaks. Is there a common area that is leaking in corners, around uh, the drain, around the curb? What, what, what are you seeing more of when it comes to leaks? The most common I see uh, is around the corners. Uh, we take down a lot of my uh, shower leaks that obviously customers notice is from their second floor shower leaking to their first floor. And the first thing I do is I cut up the first floor ceiling just to see where the leak is coming from. And it almost seems to draw itself out with a uh, watermark in a nice square as the shower pan. Uh, all four corners usually. Uh, drains, not so much. It seems that people got the drain system going down, but uh, drains do come up once in a while. Mm -hmm. So what you, um, what's the majority of systems that, that you're seeing being worked with? I know you said dry packed, and uh, so I'm assuming it's a lot of shower pan liners. Um, I don't know what you, what, uh, if you guys do hot mopping out there or if it's foam systems. Yep, so I'm trying to bring foam into every project. The uh, What I see is a lot of the liners not being installed properly. Uh, they're not folding the corners, they're kind of cutting them and they're nailing them into the, the wood that is used for the curbs or, the, or even just nailing it into the two by fours that are supporting the walls. Uh, a lot of areas that allow for water to go through. So what's... Um... What's the, the, the conversation normally like when you get a call and a customer says, hey, uh, David, I got this situation going on with my shower. It seems like I'm getting water in this area that's not supposed to be. Uh, how do you move forward from that conversation from the point of the call to going, doing a uh, diagnostic to doing an actual repair? The first question I always ask is how long has that shower been installed? The average answer I receive is one to two years, unfortunately. Um, and then from there, I ask for a on-spot uh, diagnosis or assessment of the project. Um, and then I get, usually I get the approval on the spot to cut a hole in the ceiling or wherever the the damage might be. I've either if it's a basement, then I cut a hole in the wall. If it's uh, from the first floor, I cut a hole in the ceiling just to assess the situation. And then I show the customer right there. And then, well, it seems like your shower pan is leaking. It's nothing to do with the drainage system. How would you like to go about this? And 99% of the time they say, I need it fixed. So I give them a quote on the spot and usually it gets approved. Now, um, if you don't mind sharing, what does, uh, what would you normally charge for uh, to do just the, 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 the diagnostic to test out? Because if you got to cut somebody's uh, drywall, um, even if they don't use you, they still have work that needs to be done after that because now they have a hole. Like, what are you usually charging um, just to cut that hole to figure out what's going on? So... Uh, it's about a $300 charge and that includes cutting a square into their ceiling and then patching that square after, regardless if I am working with them or not. 
I will leave their house with not a hole in their ceiling. Got you, got you. Uh, from there, it really escalates to what needs to be done. Um, I don't charge for my for my assessments. I don't charge for greeting customers at the door. Uh, the charging, I start to process the charge when I have to pick up a tool. Gotcha. What is, is there an average? Is there an average cost of uh, these repairs? Like going into it, it, it between the work that was done that failed to the work that you do, is there an average cost that you can put together to say, this is normally what these type of situations run a customer? Are you speaking about like uh, what they paid originally for the installation and then my repair or just my repair in general? Yeah, what they paid originally and your repair. Average shower in Toronto, I would say, goes from anywhere the three to six thousand dollars, and that's just the shower. That doesn't include like the tile work. That's usually like a re and re for a shower. Uh, my repair itself can go anywhere from uh, I do minimum about fifteen hundred bucks to about four thousand, depending how huge the repair ends up costing them. You know, essentially a whole new shower depends. Sometimes repairs get so so big where we got to remove the shower glass that's been installed because we got to remove the threshold that has no waterproofing on it, or we have to go halfway up the wall just to just to apply a proper waterproofing membrane. It really depends on the situation, but it's anywhere from fifteen hundred to four thousand dollars. Fifteen hundred to four thousand dollars is a pretty penny for um, an expected, I mean, an unexpected repair. Now, do you mention um, the the shower glass? How do you handle shower glass? Because uh, there's some issues. I mean, some situations where touching the shower glass is a liability for us. Absolutely. So do you call the shower glass company to say, "Hey, I need your 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 glass company to come remove this uh, before I can move forward," which of course causes uh, a bigger situation. But how do you how do you uh, address that situation? Depending on the shower glass, if it's a basic, let's say, sliding door assembly or a basic uh, swing open, I will take care of that myself. Um, very carefully, of course, uh, removing the whole entire system, protecting it with some uh, drop cloths and putting it in the corner far away from the construction. Uh, if it, there's ever a situation where I have a custom assembly where there's multiple uh, uh, sliding rails and multiple hinges that I got to deal with, and obviously measurements have to be exactly how they were, then it's better for me to call Iceberg Glass, which is my go-to glass installation company. Got you. Now, we have uh, uh, talked about uh, uh, possibly a reasoning to why... Uh, some of these failures are going on. And uh, you mentioned that there are contractors that are working for general contractors that are not uh, allotting for enough materials for a proper installation to take place. Can you expound on that for us, please? A lot of a lot of other like a lot of things I see happening. Uh, I have a few friends who just work per square footage. You know, just slap on some tile. They either walk into a project that is quote unquote tile ready, and it's just some green board slapped on with some dry pack, and they're told to just install it. And have a good day. Uh, other times I see that contractors are 
asked to build showers but are given products that are not up to par to a proper waterproofing or a proper shower installation. Uh, one thing I would like to know in Toronto, we don't have water testing or a uh, flood test, as you would say, uh, mandatory in Toronto. We don't have inspectors coming to check the waterproofing. We don't have a 24 hour water test. So it comes down to the general contractor who's in charge and a lot of them just want the shower done and moved on. Which could, 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 uh, rush things and an additional day on doing a flood test could probably alleviate a lot of these problems. Absolutely. And I think it should be mandatory in Toronto. I think a lot of the California rules should be mandatory in Toronto. Uh, if we don't, if for example, we don't need licenses to tile in Toronto. So any man who gets out of, uh, like, for example, me, I walked out of one trade and walked into another with no education, no schooling, no nothing. Fortunately enough, I learned from some people who taught me the right way and I've taken some product demonstration classes to get me on the right route. But a lot of people don't don't go out of their way for these things and they just keep installing, assuming that they're doing the right way. So you're proposing that we, we be required to be licensed? Absolutely. I think if, if you're working on somebody's household, then you should be licensed to work on their household. You're going to cost thousands and thousands of dollars of damage if you're not. Imagine if a leak is not spotted in the first two years, if it runs through the sides of the house, how much damage that can cause. Look, I'm in total agreement. It's a lot of people uh, that uh, ask the question of how do, how do we uh, manage um, our trade and it seems like that should just be a no brainer. Like that's the easiest, the easiest answer is we should, we should be required to be licensed across the board because versus, uh, I mean, in comparison to uh, another trade plumbers, they have to be licensed. Absolutely. And their prices are fairly close because all of them have the mindset that, Hey man, it took me, I put too much effort into getting this license for me to come in here and charge you these low prices. Now in our Absolutely. trade, we have too many people, like you said, they can just walk into it and say, oh man, I could beat those prices because I don't have any overhead. Not trying to, to learn this, the, the trade, not trying to educate themselves on how to be better or how to be uh, proper in the installation. And I, so I, I, I totally agree. I think we should be licensed. Uh, it's going to be, Will it require more work? Yeah, but for the ones that's trying to learn a trade, you're already doing that anyway. Absolutely, and if you're putting practice every day on that table, then it shouldn't be a it shouldn't be a problem for you to go and either challenge the exam or to spend some time at the school. It makes us a better installer, and it puts the CTI in the states. If you walk if you walk up to a customer, CTI itself can be a sales point for you because what if the next six people don't have their CTI license. So definitely can act as a sales point for you as well. Yeah. Outside of showers, and are, are there any other failures that you've come across uh, out there in Toronto? Uh, a few times I've got a calls for decks leaking. A lot of tile installers on decks, they're not using proper deck draining, drainage systems for the tile installations. I've seen that happen a few times. Um, other than that, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, a lot of people in Toronto only take tile in their outdoor or in their bathrooms. 
so I don't really see any failures anywhere else, to be honest. That sounds like a, a, a good deal. I mean, it's good that it's not uh, a lot of failures going on. I mean, it's not good that it's going on in people's showers because we know that those are not uh, simple fixes for the most part. It's not um, a, a, a cheap or inexpensive project, but I think the difference from uh, your area versus who do we talk with? The the South and the West Coast. No, the East Coast. We haven't talked to the West Coast yet. Um, the difference between the South and the East Coast is you're saying that uh, it's, it's pretty much narrowed down to uh, showers. Not to say that they're, they're not failures in other areas, but um, it's not a lot of, of failures going on in, you know, just uh, regular flooring jobs and all kind of things. So there may be some difference between these regions that we're seeing right now. Um, I think the, the, the drainage and the deck situation can be uh, something to be looked at because it might seem like tiling on the deck should be simple, but it's a lot that goes into it. Like you got to have the right slope. You got to have the right drainage system. Not anybody can just go on a deck and put some tile down. And I don't know if a lot of people know that. Another failure I see, to be honest, is expansion. I forgot to mention. Expansion is a huge failure I see in Toronto. Uh, not necessarily a water failure itself, anything to uh, hold back water. But uh, I've, uh, for example, a very, a very popular tile installer, I won't mention any names, uh, was there to install about 1,200 square feet of two feet by four feet tiles. And it happened to be over a large portion of this area was uh, sunlight was mm -hmm. beaming over this big, big area. And not one expansion joint throughout. And that that floor failed within six months. Hmm. Now, I know that's, that's, uh, that's, that's an area that uh, I think can be looked over a lot. Because if you don't have the knowledge of uh, the difference between direct sunlight and uh, a shaded area when it comes to tiling, it could be easy to assume that you can just tile an area and not have to worry about it. And it's going to be stuck to the ground because it's got thin set. It's not going anywhere. But the sunlight plays a big factor when you come into tiling, tiling a, a, a slab, tiling a surface. Um, I haven't experienced any of those failures here in the South, but I can only imagine that it's going on. I haven't seen them myself, but I know it's happening because just, just being around people, uh, doing, doing tile in a certain way is like, okay, I know you didn't put an expansion joints. It's been projects that where I probably should have put an expansion joint throughout a house that I didn't, I didn't know that I needed to do it until I got the knowledge to say, okay, I hope, I hope that floor doesn't fail. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't buckle and shoot some ceramics out <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, question for you in your area, what is the, if you know off the top of your head, what is the recommended uh, soft joint? Uh, how much per, how much fee or how much inches would you know? I don't know if it's different from 
uh different areas but i know it should be a soft joint what is it every 20 feet yep i think it's the same in toronto every 20 feet should be a soft joint yep yeah just for which, expansion yeah which could be uh it could be a lot i mean depending on what kind of what kind of joint you're going to use uh how it looks aesthetically like you could have an issue going into uh let's say you were doing tile throughout a house you might run into a situation where a customer says i don't like how that looks and now you're trying to explain to them like you might not like how it looks but i have to put this down if you want it to be done right there's situations where customers they don't understand that part and you got you have you have one to have to have the knowledge to know that you have to do it and then two you have to be able to explain to the customer like if you want this to be a success when i leave here this is a part of the process yeah i think oh go ahead sorry they have different trims available through schluter thank god for them they have some awesome looking trims a few times i've been able to make like a beautiful border uh actually this one project i had uh it was about 600 square feet it was about 22 feet on one end so it was a run long one really long run for 22 feet and i had introduced the expansion joint to my customer he says i don't like it how it's just gonna be this random line that goes right through the floor is there any way we can design and make something nice out of it and so what we did was, fortunately, uh, exactly where that 20-footer was, was uh, an island. So what we did was we made a nice border around the island with some gold expansion trim through Schluter. And we were able to, to butt up the tile to that expansion joint and really made the, the island like almost like a centerpiece. It was really, really beautiful, in my opinion. Yeah. I, like I said, I haven't had experience with seeing uh, those type of failures, but I know it has to go on just because... Uh, just because of the humidity and the moisture here in uh, Louisiana, it's like one is hot. Like the sun don't have to be shining for it to be hot. So just that and and uh, the weather conditions. I know there are some floors that are failing for not having expansion joints. So hot, my phone just shut off half interview. Yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it gets it gets hot in Toronto. As as short as it is, it gets really hot. And I hope that whoever's listening to this, if you're from Toronto, expansion joints are number one. Make it happen. Right, right. If you want this, uh, if you don't want your floor to just be a to complete disaster. Well, Dave, I think I think we covered the 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 northern region. Um, I don't think there's any other points that we can really touch on. Uh, you, you talked about the failures that's common in your area. Of course, I mean, you, you're one contractor out of many, but, uh, I'm sure that that's, that's a common occurrence. Um, failures, I mean, leakage happening in the corners around, around curbs, things like that. Um, and I don't, I don't, I'm not sure there's, there's, there's more to cover on, on the topic. I'm always looking forward to getting the different responses from different regions because I'm really trying to figure out if this is common, if if it's the same across the board. I know a lot of us are using the same products. The same products are available to us. And it's many people, like you said, that just don't know how to use them correctly. A lot of times people just choose not to go out of their way to improve their knowledge on installations and be up to date with modern products 
definitely something where like I personally go out of my way. I take a day off here and there. Well, before this whole COVID thing, I took a day off here and there to participate in Ardex demonstration products, Schluter demonstration products. You're talking straight with the the reps who are in charge of selling these products to you guys and they're teaching you proper ways of installing these products and other methods, how to use these products properly throughout the household. And I think it's great if you can go out there and, you know, talk to even go to your local towel store and see if they have enough phone number to a rep or even have a phone number to somebody who can get a rep so that you can educate yourself in, uh, on these modern products because the products every day we're having new products coming out from these big companies and it's definitely making our lives easier by using them and making our lives easier by uh, learning how to use them in, in general yeah i mean and, and there there's tons of products that's making it easier for us to do uh do what we do but we have to know how to use them like if, if if you don't know how to use them then it's pointless because they're not going to serve the purpose that they're supposed to serve absolutely well david if you will do us a favor and remind everybody of uh the business name uh how they can reach you on social media um how they can follow you if they if if you would like somebody that's listening to reach out to you i don't know how many uh I know we got some listeners in, in Canada. I don't know how many, but we got a few. So if you would like people to reach out to you, um, of course, you can give us your phone number, email, whatever. Just let us know how we can keep in contact with you and how we can follow you from here on out. Best way to contact me, Empire Tile Flooring on Instagram and or email me at Empire Tile, the letter N, flooring at gmail.com. Again, my name is David. I'm from, I'm the owner of Empire Town Flooring. Please give me a shout if you have any questions or concerns. We're here for you. So all our listeners in Canada, just know that if you have failures, it's a knowledgeable company that you can get in contact. Empire Town and Flooring. Don't forget it because it's a lot going on out there. It's a lot of people that's wasting money unnecessarily. So if you don't want that, be, that to be a case, just reach out to a reputable company first, which is Empire Tile and Floor. Uh, Y'all just do that and you're gonna be covered. If you're here in Baton Rouge, of course, reach out to Simply Intricate Designs because we're gonna do the job right the first time so you don't have to pay any extra money in repairs. That's what it is. David, I appreciate it. We will stay in touch. Everybody, you guys stay tuned to next week's episode for our West Coast uh, guest on the fourth part of the failure series like share subscribe share with your friends give us a, a review on the floor masters podcast thank y'all for tuning in everybody everybody floor masters freestyle coming solid to toronto all the way up to the north side talking about their side and your side the failure series getting down to the problems when we find out what's wrong, we're gonna solve them. Leaks in the corner, leaks by the curb, leaks on the shower pan. Man, that's absurd. You can't polish a turd, you gotta do it right. The Floor Master Podcast freestyle coming tight. Yeah, that's, that's a good freestyle right there, baby. <laughs> yeah, Floor Masters, Floor Masters, Floor Masters, bringing the knowledge. Uh. Check this out. Everybody, stay tuned to next week's episode. Like, subscribe.
share, rate, and review.